Welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence, and it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. And I'm Sean. I'll leave you to sing. Oh, I don't want to sing today. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired today. So sad. I know. I thought you were going to start talking about the, the Judas contract that we watched on Hulu. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we were going to talk, yeah, I was going to talk about that, though, we were going to get a little bit, I feel like this show goes, like, in stages, like, we have a little warm-up thing in the beginning, and then we actually talk about something. I know, I'm just so tired. (laughs) We mowed today. We did, we mowed the lawn. Mowed today, Uh, we built, I built a a grill. You did. uh, From scratch. Well, I mean, for pieces. You didn't build the pieces. Yeah, that's true. Okay, they came out of a box. Yeah. I mean, if it comes out of a box, I can build it. Sure. Uh, yep, yeah. I vacuumed. I did all sorts of shit yesterday. Yeah. And then we, it was a Friday. We went to the uh, Aurora. Well, the Stanley Market. Stanley place. Market in Aurora. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, if you're ever out in uh, Denver, you know, you might want to, if you get a chance to make your way out to the Aurora, Stanley Market in uh, Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth your time. Worth your time. Some yeah, good, we had good fun. Good food there. Good. Uh, I'd like to go back and, and just sit there and drink some beers because they have a nice little beer garden. They do. Yeah. Which, they have uh, beers. They got ice cream. They got biscuits. They got all meat sorts and cheese shops. cones. Yeah. It was fun. It was so, a good time. It's a cool stuff. So, yes, uh, I guess we do want to talk about that uh, Judas Contract. Yes. The cartoon that is, I want to say it came out last 2017. Mm, yeah, maybe. I think it came out 2017. It was supposed to come out like years before, but then it came out 2017. And... It's streaming on Hulu if you have it. streaming on Hulu. Because actually, I think they have pretty much... I think they have all the Justice League ones. They have all the Justice League ones. I mean, at least, and I don't know how much longer that's going to last because I'm sure once the DC service, right, right, that'll all go away. Yeah, there's there 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 actually the the reason why we're doing the book we're doing today, which we'll get into, and I'll, I'll save it for when we talk about the book. But mm-hmm. uh, they're really adding some cool stuff. Like just, or just or just some of the way the things look. I'm like, what to that DC service? Yeah, like just yeah, stuff that I mean, I'm interested in. I'd like to check it out. I we'll see. So I have a question actually. Yes. Do, do, if I remember correctly or not, do they are they going to have all of the shows that they currently produce for the CW? I don't know on their streaming. That's a good question. I don't actually know. Because hmm. it's you know it's one of those things that you know they haven't really said. They've been like, oh, uh, Young Justice is going to have a season on there. Yeah. They're going to have some of the Batman, I think the first two seasons of the animated series. Right. Will be streaming on there. They're going to do that weird Titan show where Robin says, fuck Batman, because why the fuck not? They're going to do, um, I think, some other live action stuff. And Well, there's going to be, uh, there's, well, there's Doom Patrol, which we're going to talk, also I want to talk about. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, I'll just mention it now. Like, I saw some pictures of yeah. him filming it and uh brendan fraser that's right plays robot man yes and uh i saw some stuff of it and it looks pretty good the picture at least for the pictures i'm like oh it doesn't like actually looks like he's robot man cool. you know like there's some there was i didn't get i didn't dig deep into the pictures but you know there's a negative man there's you know they're they're kind of you know and i think they're really getting they're gonna get weird you know with the grant so. morrison stuff which i rechecked that out at the library i will read it uh-huh but yeah there's that and they're also doing a swamp thing Oh, nice. Which, uh... That's cool. That's always been in the show. There's always... I've always had it where... And I had... I almost bought it a couple years ago, and I never did. 
the DVD set of the Swamp Thing show that aired on uh, uh, USA. Uh huh. Like in the nineties or late eighties, nineties or whatever. I never got that. Yeah, no, I just I'm I'm interested, you know. So I've seen some stuff, and uh, you know, it's uh, but but regardless. We did watch the Judas Contract, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I had a chance to actually read the comic that it's based on. You know the, the book, which is the Judas Contract, the Teen Titans, mm-hmm. the Judas Contract, and you never got to read it. No, so there was some stuff that came up in it that I think you were kind of uh, kind of taken aback by. Well, I think you had already told me. I don't think I got into much of it about her and Slade fucking. I don't Sarah think we talked Slate. about well, You told me that. Did I tell you that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, did. You, told <laughs> me that. you already told me that because we read a book on this show uh, after Tara's death, a Teen Titans, and where they thought she was coming back. But I didn't know. I did, that was before I read the t- the Judas Contract. I just read the Judas Contract like oh, I know, but a couple I think weeks it ago, was, like a month ago. It's pretty common knowledge that they were fucking. I because, didn't know that. Really? Because it's a teenager and a really old man. It's one of those like real fucked up things that DC are just I, like, what are you doing, DC? I had no knowledge of that sort of relationship and storyline in that book, in oh, that story. Until no, I knew I actually... about that. Oh, really? Oh, CCI. Yeah. Okay, well then. <laughs> I wasn't taken aback by it. I just thought it was really gross. The, the way they handled it in the animated movie was they made it so she wanted him. Well, that's how it is in the book, too. No, no, no. But she wanted him, but he was like, no, not until we're ready to be together. Not yet, no. But in the actual book, they're fucking. Yeah, no, there's in, yeah. In the in the animated one, it's he. It, it's like he's just playing her. He's so stringing she, her along. He's so stringing he can her use along. Her, yeah, which that is not does, what happens yeah. in the book. It's disgusting because Slade is like a million, and she's like seven. It's gross. <laughs> I just keep thinking of that image of him. Like, there's that picture of him that that from like the recent book where he's like looking at his pants. He's like, I'm young again. Right. <laughs> That's he, right. Because you've got a rejuvenated cock or something. How does that happen? I don't know. I, mean, I don't follow. I don't follow. No, I just. Stroke. No, I'm just. I'm not talking about that. It's just like, if you were like, okay, let's say you're like 50, and all of a sudden you're 20 again, would you be like, oh my god, my dick it is so less spots? I don't know. I mean, your balls are always going to be wrinkly because they're balls. <sighs> Maybe they were tighter. Maybe I guess maybe no pubic hair. I don't know. Like like maybe no white pubic hair. Maybe yeah. Maybe he was like, yo, I am now. I am no longer the gray fox, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I never understood that drawing. I'm just like, I, I don't know how dicks work. So I guess that's probably why I was like, for some reason, I want to explain it, but I also don't want you, to explain it. But you also can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Why damn you, ta- damn you, DC, for bringing this up. Why are we talking about this? Well, because, you know, it's... <laughs> but, I mean, okay, so getting back to the story. Yeah. I, I, was, I was happy to see certain things uh, adjusted and updated mm. just based on the story. Like, because uh, the Teen Titans in this movie consist of Ra- Damian Wayne. Boo. Yeah, boo. Uh, Damian Wayne... Um, Beast Boy, Beast Boy, Raven, Raven, Starfire. Starfire is like the. She's kind of like the, the leader slash den mother, and the Nightwing. Nightwing kind of comes back for a minute. Yeah, Terra is there, and uh, Blue Beetle. 
Right. Jaime Reyes. Yes, whatever. yes, yes. And uh, so they, and they basically Blue Beetle is there to take over Cyborg's role. Okay. Which uh, and then they do things like the way that they you know Deathstroke catches him. Mm-hmm. That they kind of speed that up a little bit, but they do certain things that you know allow them to get caught. Sure. And uh, it's actually really cool in the book too. And it, I thought they did a really good job of it in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. However, this is the one I need to talk about. Mm. But uh, Beast Boy and him going on Kevin Smith's podcast. That was what the fuck. So in the cartoon, mm-hmm. or so in the comic, mm-hmm. what happens is he, he actually. So basically, Deathstroke has like after you know uh, Tara has gotten enough intel or whatever. Now it's time for Slade to get all of the Titans together so the Hive can drain their bodies and shit like that. So so they're doing this and basically. Uh, you know, he goes around and kind of uses certain gimmicks to to do so. And you know, and he does this the electric chair thing to Blue Beetle, which he does in to Cyborg, and then he has an exploding present for <laughs> Starfire. Spoiler alert! You know, if you don't want to be spoiled, but I'm just gonna talk about it. It's, it's a what? It's been out. It's, it's a thirty year book. You know, it's, it's the been book's out been for a while. Book's been out for thirty years. The cartoon's been out for at least a year. You know, if you want to go back and watch it. Uh, Robin basically just shows up and tries to fight him, and he does a bunch of fighting in the crowd, which uh, you know I thought was uh, well. What I think what they did for for Damien, which boo. Uh, oh no, it was different with Damien because Damien and like well Night- be- because what they did here is they tied it into a previous movie, right? That's where right. Damien and and Slade were going after each other, which. He is a child, and Slade is supposed to be, like, the best assassin ever. There's yeah. no way that he should ever be fighting him, being anywhere close to beating him. Well, the thing, too, that's always frustrating about Damien is... Everything. Is every, well, Though I do like everybody in this movie just basically calls Damien a dick. Which they're not wrong. No, right. They are not. They are all but, correct. But Damien, uh, the thing about him is that he feels like he's perpetually like ten years old. Yes, but he's like this badass fucking assassin. Yeah, that you know, that... like oh, it was trained by the League of Assassins. I'm like, he's still ten. Yeah, I mean, if, if Slade and his old young dick, yeah, are gonna come at you, beating the, you know, give, punching you in the face and shit. Yeah, you know, a grown ass man, a grown ass man. I don't care how well you've been trained. Yeah, you know, a ten year old boy is probably gonna go down. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, unless if he... No, because if he... Slade also trained by the League of Assassins in this whole movie. Right. Before he was supposed to, you know, ascend to the throne or whatever. It, it's it's all stupid in that movie. But, um, you know, Deathstroke's been a kicking ass yeah. for a very long period of time. He is one of the best in the world, right? Yeah. And fucking a 10-year-old takes him down. Give me a goddamn break. Right. That I hate. Yeah. That I don't like. Uh, but whatever. I'm just glad everybody called him a dick. Oh, well, real quick, real quick. I want to give a shout shot, uh, R.I.P. And shout out to Miguel Ferrer. Miguel Ferrer. Who, uh, Miguel, Miguel Ferrer? Is it Ferrer? It's Miguel know. Ferrer. Yeah, the actor. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he was the voice of Slade. 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 He was the voice of Deathstroke in the movie, and uh, it was his last role before he passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but he did a really good job. I yeah. think it was, it was, it was, there was some good voice acting in there. You know, yeah. like Christina Ricci was uh, Tara. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, she did a good job. 
it's good. It's good, to, it's good to hear some some power behind that stuff. I, yeah. I will say my criticism before we get back to Beast Boy on Kevin Smith's podcast. Mm-hmm. My one criticism of this movie, because I realized that the book had a lot more going on and we're trying to like condense it. Oh, yeah. They definitely condensed it. Yeah. They condensed it, but so much so that like the villain and the entire like subplot of like what brother blood was trying to do with hive that is nothing yeah because it it's just gets thrown away and you're like why are they doing it it's like because it's his plan and you're like well what are they doing making him something but really slay yeah yeah it's and pretty that, much- and that kind of just falls apart and you're just like well okay i guess they're putting him in this thing because mortality or something but he's like i've been waiting 900 years i'm like you've been trying to do this for 900 years yeah it, yeah it's, yeah they kind of that kind of just falls apart yeah they gloss over a lot of what goes on with brother blood and all that stuff and basically they just try to do their best to focus on uh you know deathstroke and tara and all that stuff which i mean yeah. that's a big part of the book is the betrayal that tara you know enacts on the titans right uh but yeah there's a lot of a lot that gets swept under the rug especially the stuff with jericho right because he shows up for like he shows up at the, basically 30 seconds in the movie you know he shows up as like a you know as like a failed experiment in the beginning like halfway through the movie and then at the end of the movie you know in like a post-credits thing he's like he's alive yeah and we're like well, who the fuck was that? Yeah, you're like, wait, who's that guy? But like, you know, basically, you know, you know, in the book, like, you get a lot more about Jericho and, right. and Slade's ex-wife, and you know, there's a lot, obviously, because obviously they had more to work with. Them. Sure, of course. But it's uh, it's pretty, yeah. They they condense a lot, and I can, it's almost kind of kind of disappointment, yeah. you know. I mean, it's almost like, well, why don't you just make it two parts? Yeah, you know, exactly. like you do that with the Dark Knight. Yeah. You know, make it two parts. if it's if, if it's I mean, I think it's worth two parts. It's a great story. Sure. So but uh, the thing. Yeah. So the thing about Be- so in the card in the comic, Beast Boy uh, gets Susan Costanza or was it Susan? What's, what, what was uh, George's? Susan. Was Susan. But I don't know what her last name was. Oh, yeah. But she dies because she licks the envelope. Right. So yeah. basically, that's what happens to Beast Boy in the comic is that he's like. You know, he's like, hey, you got a bunch of, like, letters you got to sign for your fans and stuff, like, their <laughs> images. And he's like, okay, I'll look these envelopes. Oh, no, I'm sick. And then, like, you know, Slade's like, aha, I got you. Yeah. You know, basically he just does a George Costanza kind of funny. thing. And uh, But in this one, in this movie. He's going to a comic book convention. Well, first, okay, first things first is, like, he is supposed. There's a lot of Twitter. Well, there's well, there's a lot, yeah, because it's, you know, it's where, where we've. uh Updated. Currented it up. You know, there's a lot of Twitter and, you know, social social media and shit going on. I think there's at one point he's supposed to do it. Well, yeah, because he goes to that convention. No, but isn't there something... Well, okay. No, so he goes to the convention because, you know, Starfire's like, look, you know, something's going on, but don't not do what you had already planned to do. Yeah. Uh, I thought at some point he, he, has, he was going to do it and then he couldn't do it. No, no, no. So what happened was he... He's like, well, I'm going to do Kevin Smith's podcast at this convention. So he goes to the room where this paint, where it's supposed to be. It's going to be a live podcast at a comic convention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he goes, and nobody's there. So he just sits down at the panel, like up at the front, and he's like, oh, here's a big button that says do not press. So what am I going to do? I'm going to press it. So he presses it. He gets shot with like a poison arrow. Well, like a fucking blue, Ye- blue Yeti mic, uh, yeah. USB mic opens up and reveals a bunch of darts and that jump- shoots and shoots him. So then, after at the very very end, 
he ends up actually going in studio with Kevin Smith to do Kevin Smith's podcast. Okay, well, I'm assuming Kevin Smith in the DC universe, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith is, uh, you know, he's an ambassador of some sort. I would assume you could treat him as like Joe Rogan, but for superheroes. I just, no, it just doesn't make sense. In, in this universe. because because no, this is what doesn't make sense. He's still Kevin Smith, who's like all into these characters, at just as much as he is in real life. Uh huh. But they're just like so. He's just really into superheroes. Yeah, because well, obviously he's in, in the in the movie. He lives in reality where superheroes are real. So Clerks still exists. Yes. Mallrats still exists. I'm assuming yes. We we're going to assume all of his movies still exist. Did he write that Superman script? In this reality. Sure. He also wrote... Or would it be, instead of a script, was it like an actual like interview that he like wrote for the New Yorker? E- or like Hollywood mm. Reporter or something? Maybe. Maybe, maybe so it's different because, like, I mean, when they're real, you know, they're just biopics I mean. or something. That's Well, yeah. I mean, like, maybe he was like going to write an autobiography about Superman and it didn't work because somebody wanted to put a giant spider in it. Well, John Peters was like, shout out to John Spider. <laughs> And then Nick Cage was there, and he was like, I am Kal-El. Yeah. No, there's... So do you think, like, Nick Nick Cage is, like, as obsessed with... I mean, like, he must exist, too, right? Nick Cage, if Super, Superman is real, Nick Cage... Uh, it's like a stalker. It's like a stalk. Yeah. He, That's fucked up. Nick, Nick Cage is like, like he's probably bought, like Superman, when Superman died, he probably bought his corpse, like Michael Jackson bought the Elephant Man's bones. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what happened. bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, you would, that bankrupted him. And well, I mean, if you're going to buy Superman's body, that's got to be expensive. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, he probably paid out He probably paid out the ass, but he was willing to pay for it because he didn't name his son after it. I mean, to, to beat out Lex Luthor in that sort of <laughs> auction. <laughs> yes, I, I, I like this reality in the DC universe <laughs> that, that Nick Cage bought Superman's remains. <laughs> <laughs> then he came back to life, and then he was like, oh, man. Lost all that my, money. My I'm investment, terrible with money. <laughs> my, my investment is punk. Or, terrible with money. I'll just, I'm terrible with money. I might as well go buy an island. <laughs> Wait, that, that, that doesn't refute that I am terrible with money. I, I like, just don't like this idea that like real people here live in the dcu like like regis lives in the marvel universe <laughs> yeah or yeah. don rickles lives in the dc universe i don't like it kind of wish don rickles would have showed you know, if you didn't i think he already passed away by this point maybe they could have got don rickles in there and be like hey i'm here with the newsboy legion they all look like monsters <laughs> <laughs> you know or uh you know maybe uh what was it muhammad ali yeah. you know muhammad ali would have been in there you know i mean yeah all the real people yeah, no, I don't yeah. like it. Well, there's a lot of that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of that in the comics, you know, where there's like... I don't a, know, but for some reason, just having Kevin Smith's do actually doing a podcast in one of these movies, because it was his voice. Yeah. Yeah, it, no, he... I, there was something about it, I just... Weird. Well, also, too, I wanted the, the thing that I wanted to point out that I thought was really mind-boggling as a podcast producer, uh-huh. as a professional podcast producer, uh-huh. a podcast man. Uh, yes, a podcast w- man. <laughs> <laughs> what really fascinated me was Slade's ability to... To book him. <laughs> to book a room during a convention with... 
a panel. So basically, how we were able to get Comic Con. Let's, let's say, let's say Comic Con. We're doing a Comic Con one. Uh huh. Because you know, if it's a smaller one, you could probably pull that off. So he had to submit. He had to submit proposal. So he had to submit a proposal. So his plan was, was a long term plan. So he had to submit a proposal online to, uh, let's say, Stanley's Kamikaze. Sure. Or whatever. Uh, LA Comic Con or whatever the fuck it is. And then be like, wait for approval and be like, what do you want your ship panel to be? And it's going to be, I'm going to kill Beast Boy. Right. Provide that- a description. Provide a description. Uh, I have a uh, I have a microphone with guns with the, that that will shoot yeah, darts. What, and there's what equipment do you need? Yes. Yeah. What equipment? So you need your microphone with darts. And yeah, and then there'll be like, a, who's gonna be your guest? And you just put some quotations. Just in quotations, very important. Kevin Smith <laughs> <laughs> and Beast Boy, and they're like, oh, that sounds great. And then they put it in the program. They put it in the program. And somehow he was able to guarantee no one else showed up to that room. Yes. <laughs> you would be great like it? nobody was there because beast boy walked in no one was there waiting for the panel to start there was no like tech guy there either so there was nobody there there was no a microphone moderator. set up and everything everything was set up there's no moderator because those rooms they heard people in and out of those rooms yeah. if you're a convention with your worth and salt with that's worth your weight in salt you are busy as fuck but not only that but like sometimes you'll be like oh i really want to see the panel in room 406 b uh i got you know, half an hour to kill. I'm going to go sli- slide in the back and sit there for a while and wait yeah. for it to start. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're just sitting there. Because I'm tired of walking around this convention and carrying all this shit with me. Yeah, you know, sometimes you guys... And there's nobody there. Sometimes you guys sit through uh, Jeff Johns talking to Gary Frank for an hour <laughs> while your husband goes up and asks a question about... Uh, the, about Hulk the, uh, beer. the Hulk drinking... No, the drinking, Hulk wedding issue. The, the Hulk... Batch, the, the Hulk... Uh, Rick Jones bachelor party issue, <laughs> yep, <laughs> which sometimes you, that to happens. which your wife was terrified because you thought I was going to go up there and ask Jeff Johns about uh, about uh, superhero genitalia. I was a little worried, <laughs> but really, if anybody's asking anybody, that's right because you don't believe me. The Superman had a dick. We've had this conversation. Yeah, we know. Oh, I came to. I, I came. I'm to, glad you've come around to my. Way well, we see well, again. We've seen his dick. We have his baby dick, but yes. Bank. In two uh, movies, by the way. Two. Jesus Why Christ. is there so much Superman baby dick? Can somebody oh tell me Oh, my God. This? What is happening? Yeah. Why is that such an important thing what? to show me? No, that that was very impressed by Slade's uh, wherewithal to uh, book comic book convention podcast, which is not an easy thing. No. You know, because, you know, as our friends uh, Vito and Juan of Comics and Comics have often talked about with us, you know, booking Comic-Con and WonderCon and stuff like that, it's not as easy as it used to be. No, it's hard. You know, or as it, or as it can, you know, sometimes sometimes you get, sometimes it happens, sometimes it don't. Right. What you know? would have happened if they were like, we don't want, quote, Kevin Smith? Yeah, you know, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith will be out of town. We know this. We asked him. He said no. Yeah, he said no. So I'm not going to let you have your panel. So then what? Where's What's Slade's plan B? He's going to do a podcast in the local improv theater. Sure. Kevin Smith will be at the uh, UCB East. <laughs> Mid- Mid- Midtown Comics, guys. The, Come the, to Midtown the Comics. The basement of the Teen Titans building. Ooh, Teen Titans Improv. I hate that stupid building. The that TV, building is I don't dumb. Like it. I understand when it was created, man, what a thing. But it's one of those things that maybe we should move on from. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's definitely a thing that could be should should not just be sitting there. Yeah, like even the the Justice League, there's spaces, there are things in space. Yeah, that makes more sense. It's really sense. all you need is a good drone or seventeen. Yeah, you need seventeen drones. You need exactly seventeen drones. You have sixteen drones, you can't win. <laughs> you can't take out the Teen Titans Tower. Seventeen drones. Seventeen drones. Well, that's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. 
And you just, you know, you know, destroy your enemies with yeah. drones. But uh, I thought the movie was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. There was uh, some go- some cool things that related to the comic. Uh, it did definitely was a lot of stuff truncated. I don't like Tara. I'm glad she's not around. Yeah. I don't like her. Yeah, she she dies. She 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 just straight up also, just dies. I mean, and it might have just been because we're putting so much of this book in. But I her power was just moving Earth. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, she moves Earth. What's her deal? Okay. She's like, you see that rock up there? Move. Eh. Eh. I can make a cave. Eh. Or boring. I can make I can make a rock snowman or whatever. Yeah, boring. Don't like it. Can she act? Do you think she can move? The Rock? Well, that's a really good question. Actually, that would have been a great thing is like all of a sudden. She's trying to move The Rock. Like she's just, she's, she's throwing things around and all of a sudden you see Dwayne Johnson go, ah! Either just, that or she's just like picking up rocks and they're flying and then all of a sudden you just see The Rock and he's not moving. <laughs> and then he has some catchphrase and then you just move on. Yeah, if Kevin Smith could be in this movie, why not Dwayne Johnson? Where's The Rock? Where's The Rock? Right. And really, like, if Dwayne Johnson exists in this universe, can't you just call him and be like, help us? And well, Dwayne he, Johnson would just show up. Yeah, That's what could... I mean. He just shows up with a fucking chain gun like he's in Fast and the Furious, just mows everybody down. He's like, I saved the day. And then he goes like, I don't know, eats some chicken. No, he eats cod. I'm sure he eats chicken too, right? Yeah, but he eats a lot more cod. Right, I think he goes, eat some cod. Yeah. He goes, you know. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to the to the Rock's intense cod diet. <laughs> That was one of the big things when he was you know, when everybody was like, the "How's the rock? How come the rock's so big?" And it's like he eats like fifteen pounds of cod a day, so gross. or something. He eats a ridiculous that's, amount of fish. That's a lot. That's too much fish. Yeah. Well, hopefully, he doesn't get like mercury poisoning or something. That's what I mean. Don't you think he eats chicken too? I don't eat chicken. You got to. I mean, he eats other things. He eats cheat days. That's true. That's he when he eats, he eats all the cheat pancakes. days where he eats like eight thousand pancakes. You know what? Like, if I were the fucking rock, I'd eat eight thousand pancakes too. How can you? How can you though? I mean, that's. You got, I mean, I. There's days when like I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have a big appetite. I'm gonna eat a bunch of stuff, and then I'm just tap it out. I mean, is it because he expends so much energy just being the rock? Well, I mean, sure. Or why not? I don't know how it works to be the rock. I don't know. I'm just you should, assuming. You should get him on the show. I'm sh- yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just waiting by the phone. He's not doing anything. He might be. I mean, <laughs> shit. If Kevin, if Beast Boy can be booked, <laughs> why can't why can't Dwayne Johnson be booked? This is a really what good if question. the what if Slade wanted to capture Jane Dwayne Johnson? I mean, maybe if we got in contact with Slade, he could book Dwayne Johnson on our podcast. Slade is the best podcast producer <laughs> of he, all time. And he wasn't even trying. He wasn't even trying. He is just the best. <laughs> that's it. That's what. That's you, what happened. You when thought the, it was a get when Mark Maron got Obama. No. When the, when the, I'll tell you, like when when Slade's better. When 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 they when the government pumped him full of drugs, one of the side effects was he became a primo podcast producer. Uh, he knows how to set up mics. He is a whiz at Pro Tools and Audition. I mean, he did have to set up that mic. Yeah, he did set up that mic. He knows how to book guests and make them happy. He knows how to uh, play the game on iTunes. Sure. He is the champ. Yeah. So, shout out to Slade, a.k.a. Deathstroke, a.k.a. the world's greatest podcast producer. <laughs> <laughs> we should be he, he, we should be uh, inviting him to podcast movement. Sure. Or whatever it is those yahoos do. Um, anyways, yeah, we'll talk about that. We talked about that. That was uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. So with that out of the way, let's take our break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about our book for this week. Born and raised to make a kill. She was not given her own will. 
Her first hit left her feeling only disdain. She ran to Gotham's no man's land, learned from Barbara Gordon's hand. This starts the legacy of Cassandra Kane. Rising from the devastation of no man's land, a new warrior joined the Bat family. Daughter of David Kane and Lady Shiva, trained from birth to be the ultimate killer, but choosing instead to save lives. She's been Batgirl, Black Bat, and Orphan. She is Cassandra Kane. Join Mike Staley as he goes through every appearance of one of DC's most underrated characters in Silent Night, the Cassandra Kane podcast. On iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and at silentnight.podomatic.com. All right, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever with our book for this week. It is Doom Patrol number 117 from February 1968. And we are using my Doom Patrol uh, DC Archives Volume 5. Mm. I took the cover off because it's much easier to read a book like this. I hate those covers. I hate I hate jackets on books. I don't know. I love jackets on books. I, I, you know what? I, I get you're weird. I do not like jackets on books. I think you know, that, this, I'm not taking a stand. I know. A lot of people don't. A lot of people do. I am pro jacket because they always get in my way of reading a book especially How? once i get mid once i get like mid, mid part way through you know it's kind of just hanging there and it's like ah oh, it's in my yeah so I just take it off. I don't understand how that happens. And this you know, particular issue is have, like halfway through, so. I, I never have that problem. I don't like it. I never have that problem. I'm never, you know, worried about book jackets. I don't, and I don't fact, mind. I prefer them because I like to protect my book. But it has the cover. But that protects the cover. Sure. <laughs> so Doom Patrol number 117 uh, is on the cover. We have... The chief, Niles Calder, is in his wheelchair, and he is terrified because there is a giant, uh, presumably a vulture, coming for him. Mm. And uh, the Doom Patrol, and so it says on the front here, the DP has flown, the chief is alone in the nest. The DP, huh? The DP. They're calling themselves the DP all over this book. Well, that's what they are. Doom Patrol. What else are you going to call them? Doom Patrol? Or what else are you going to call them for short? Doom Patrol? It's too much. I mean, it's 1968. 1968. We didn't. That, 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 the DP wasn't invented yet. I'm sure DP was invented. No, it wasn't. A hundred percent, it was invented. No, it wasn't. As soon as sex was invented, DP was not far behind. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, when, it wasn't such. It wasn't a term back then that you could put into like you know Pornhub and come up with all sorts of questionable shit. We didn't have Pornhub, so it didn't exist. <laughs> still existed it's just we only have all we had was playboy that was not in there but i mean like seriously they're like it, it's just um again one of those of its time things. right uh waiting for so yeah it says dp has flown the chief is alone in the nest and circling above waiting for the kill is the black vulture see i told you it was a vulture mm -hmm. and in the foreground or the background uh the doom patrol uh robot man negative like, man and elastic girl are like yeah fuck you you wanted to run the whole show chief okay the dp is finished ouch and you're on your own <laughs> dp's done cut. dp's somebody done call cut somebody 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 uh somebody get uh ron jeremy a soda <laughs> so uh the doom patrol the world's strangest heroes that's right they're weird uh 
the Black Vulture is the name of the story. Uh-huh. And basically, uh, we see what's going to happen later in the book where the chief mm-hmm. is being uh, attacked by uh, a man in a purple, basically wearing like an entire bird skin. He is basically like uh, an NFL mascot. Yes, yes. Good, good call. Except instead of like wearing the full face, he's wearing like a baseball cap that's just a vulture's head. Yeah. And it's actually very upsetting because yeah. there's a beak, but below the beak is, 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 is a man. mouth. Yeah. And it just looks like a weird growth on this poor bird's chin. Ooh, gross. It's really upsetting, actually. <laughs> gross. Gross indeed. Yeah, and oh. so, and he is the black vulture, but in reality, he is purple and uh, he has an orange beak. And yeah, stuff like it, that. it starts out here where it's like, did you miss last issue? If so, here, cry all over this towel that says the New York Mets for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand this. Is, what, what kind of, I mean, I'm assuming this is some sort of rib. I'm that, sure. That uh, was a uh, Arnold Drake, the writer, put yeah, together I mean, here. Yeah, I'd have to look at what happened in 1968 to the New York Mets. I'm assuming they lost. Well, I think they were like the first, that was like their first year of existence. And they were terrible. Yeah, they I'm were. I'm guessing. Terrible. Yeah. Um, so there's also this thing about um, Madam What's-Her-Face. Madam Rogue. Madam Rouge? Rogue. Rogue. Who like, Rogue. somebody was trying to like tell her to come over into the good side and then i guess she's made of silly putty madam rouge i think it is is it r-o-u-g-g-e is that rouge or rogue rogue is r-o-g-u-e yeah okay so rouge madam rouge so she um she splits herself in two well so what happens is okay so what happens is the chief gimmicked a painting to beam shit into her head while she was sleeping and Madame Rouge split. She's into, says she's made of silly putty. She's made of yeah, because she's elastic. Gross. Yeah, so she's like stretch arms. So she she what happens is in the previous issue she split her body. Yeah, like you know maybe. Yeah. and like, then she. She so so, so there's a good one and a bad one. So the good one and a bad one, and the good one is just a normal woman in a green jumpsuit or yeah, in a lime green jumpsuit but her bad version is like pink is a is a, a severely tanned woman no she's like pink she's like hulk hogan fan yeah she's verging on purple brother yeah but uh, she's wearing a just a, happens to be wearing a darker jump darker green jumpsuit yeah so she vanquishes over evil and then we have uh and thus good triumphed over evil how unusual and Madame Rouge left the Brotherhood. And then apparently this there's a big machine called Great Brain. Yes. Which is just two boxes uh, on what looks like a hoverboard uh, with a uh, Terminator skull yes. on top of it. And, and, like, and a real brain and inside. And a real brain inside. So, like, uh, I kind of wish the Great Brain would come back. He's, he's been around. Yeah, he's, he's, had, he's had better iterations is, of himself. Is he still on this being pushed around by a monkey? So the monkey is Monsieur. Is it Monsieur? 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 Is that how you say that? Monsieur? 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 Monsieur Mala. Monsieur Mala is a sentient ape that. uh, There's a lot of fucking sentient apes in the DCU. Oh, yeah. Why are there so many sentient apes? I don't know. Well, you know what we got to do? That reminds me. We got coming up. We should probably do that uh, crazy ape book we have. Remember that? 
where like it was just about all like it was from the seventies and it's like here's a bunch of fucking ape stories. Oh yeah. And I bought that for you. I think I bought that for you for Christmas once. Probably. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to, we'll have to get we'll have to dig that out. Let's, uh, let's read the crazy ape book. Yeah, I think we we'll, yeah, yeah I think we've been holding on to that. But uh yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, real quick, this is our first Doom Patrol in like three years. Wow. I know. That's that's something like, like I'll go back and I'll be like, oh, how long has it been since we've done this? I've done like this particular series. And we go like a long time between certain books. Well, sometimes that's good. Yeah, sometimes that's good because well, it's been a long time. And the last time we did one was from the uh, 80s revival. Mm. So this is one of our original ones, which I am all on board for. Yes. So, uh, But yeah, Manjur Mala, the monkey, uh, the ape, the sentient ape, who eventually goes on to wear a beret. You know, oh, he, he does well, not wear a beret here. He's I'm just, glad that's in his future. Yeah, he, in the future he has a beret, uh, but right now he's just a regular, regular ape dude, and he's like pushing this helmet and or this brain, and basically the brain's like, yeah, well, she's gone for now, but she'll turn heel again, so fuck off. Yeah. And so now we cut to his sitting. What's his name again? So, so uh, N- the Niles Calder. Okay, Niles Calder. This is like his sitting room, and he's hanging out with Madame Rouge, and she's sitting on the floor, and she's like. Oh, I love sitting by this fire. So great. And he's like, yes, it's so great. And then, like, Robot Man, like, hops in. Literally hops because one of his legs has been ripped off in a battle. Yes. And he's missing an arm. And this dude does not give a fuck. No. He's like, go away. You're being ridiculous. He's hopping around. He's missing a leg. And he's like, go away, Robot Man. No, he goes, hey. Go go fix yourself. Yeah, he's like, there's a soldering iron in, in another room. Yeah, because so this guy is just really trying to bang iron. this girl. He's like, let me tell you, DP stands for Doom Patrol, but it stands for something else. So let's, <laughs> I kind of wish that's what he said. <laughs> so let's try to work my hey, magic. I got a friend. What in the did back. I tell you when I started Doom Patrol? DP stands for something else. Rule number one, it's on there. It says you do, rule number one. DP stands for something else. Number two, don't ask what DP is. It's like Fight Club. It's like, yeah, Doom Patrol. D- DP Club is like Fight Club. Ooh, DP. Um, so he is just trying to bang this chick to the point where he's just like, go away. Like you, he never heard of putting like a tie on the door, to tell people to leave him alone. Yeah. So Robot Man like literally falls through a door. Because he's got one leg, and then so then uh, this is when Negative Man comes. Well, out. Negative Man's or his negative, ne- being. negative being shows up, and they're like, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, Madame Rouge is like, "What's that?" It's like, "Oh, that's just Negative Man's." Oh yeah, he says he's coming to get a snack, and he's like, "Oh, because well, neg- no, because what Negative Man does is Negative Man can so Negative Man can release." Uh, right. The negative being for only a minute. Okay. And so, if basic, what the negative being is, you know, basically uh, an extension that he can control. So he, you know, so he could be like, "Hey, go get me a spork." Yeah. You know, so that thing is so fast it gets him a spork. So he's yeah. so it's basically what he does. What they do in the spare time is that you know, Larry, you know, the negative man is just sitting around, be like, you know what, I'm hungry. Go get me a sandwich, me. Yeah. And then he just sends him, apparently. Well, because it, but it's trying to tell Niall something, and it just says, oh, he's trying to tell me something. He probably wants to tell me that we're out of ham. Sorry, N-Man, there's loads of salami. <laughs> we love the, <laughs> d- d- Doom Patrol <laughs> loves the, the, the cured meats. Oh, they do. They are. Uh, They're really into them. Their fridge is fully stocked. It's like a deli. In there. It's like it's like Boar's Head exploded. It really is. I think that's where Boar's Head started. 
Yeah, Boar's Head Star. <laughs> they were like, you know, we're not getting anywhere in the superhero gig. Let's start a deli called Boar's Head. Started, started uh, because of... And uh, we're going to start selling cured meats. Started because of some hardcore DP. <laughs> well, I mean, you get hungry, I guess. Yeah, you get hungry, you know. It's like, and then... does DP wear you out? <laughs> Get yourself have some salami. Have some ham. Oh wait. <laughs> so, uh, so that's when Negative Man like wanders in, and he is just ripped up too. Like his whole costume. Negative Man looks like he got hit by a fucking truck. He does. He's like one of his. He's he's holding like favoring an arm. Again, this guy does not care. He's like, I was trapped underneath a lead something, and they kept. He has this big me. story about what yeah. happened to him. He was fighting somebody, and there was like a lead thing, and they kept like trying to spat, basically press him to death. Like they did to Giles Corey in Salem. Look that up if you don't know what that is. Um, so he's like, yeah, he's like, and I sent my negative man because I found a slip, uh, a, a flaw in the block. And what did I get for it? I got beans. Oh, but he was looking for ham. He, but apparently he was looking for beans because this guy doesn't give a shit. And he's like, whatever. I still don't care. Go away. Uh, he's like, see, you're self-reliant. You didn't need me. I mean, this guy can barely walk. Yeah. And he's like, oh. Well, neither can Niles Calder. Well, <laughs> and neither can uh, Robot Man because he's missing a leg. So, yeah. And then we have... Um, so now so now we cut to the Sensor Street to put Zoom Patrol members. We Elastigirl. Elastigirl is... So here's... Did you read the intro to this? I did. I, I actually really loved this intro. Later in the home of the fifth richest and angriest man in the world and his wife. <laughs> I... How can I become the angriest? Also... And like have people introduce me that way. Also, I want to know the four other angriest men in the dcu oh see i took man. that he was only the fifth richest but he was the angriest oh i thought he was the fifth richest and a fifth fifth angriest i would like to know how you rank angriest because if so i wouldn't mind being the fifth angriest how can i be the most angriest man you know who i think would be the angriest man uh, is uh this guy in an episode of uh you uh fucking uh God, I can't remember like on a show. CSI, who was like a guy, oh god, I forgot what he did, but like he he beat up a bunch of people in like a casino mm -hmm. and then he went to get a steak and then they show you know the police showed up and were like, hey man, we're gonna take you alive. And he's like, I'm so angry, and then he just died. <laughs> and he looked like Greg Fitzsimmons, and it was fucking wild. That guy was super fucking angry though. And he just died. He just died. He was eating a steak, and he was like, "No, because I no, because like, yeah, because they're gonna take him." And he was like, "Didn't he fought the cops?" And he died. Like, did they kill him or did no? He, he just died of a heart attack because that's what Gil <laughs> Gil Grissom figured out. Is uh, you know, he was like, "Oh, how did this angry man die?" He was the fifth. He was the most angriest man. Uh, for you know, four ahead of Steve Dayton. Yeah. Here, so. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so, I really like when our podcast becomes Sean explains an episode of CSI. Yeah, I know. Why is this not a CSI podcast? <laughs> Which really would just be a bunch of episodes of CSI that I randomly remember yeah. parts of, not actual like <laughs> plots, but just like, oh, I remember that part of CSI. Anyways, I got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> CSI. I have like five CSI moments in my head. <laughs> Sean remembers CSI. That's hey, I watched it. enough of it on Spike. Yeah. They would always show it after wrestling. Sometimes you kind of, you had no choice. Yeah. You had no choice. That's true. There was you no... could not change the channel. No, no, your remote was like... You had to watch CSI. If your remote was broken, what are you going to do? Get up? Even if it wasn't broken, you just you had no choice. You had to watch it. You had to find out what happened. Why was that? Why did an angry man die? 
<laughs> anyway, so so uh, so they're in bed. Uh, the phone rings, and we're in the sixties. It's separate beds. Separate beds, and the phone rings, and she's like, "Oh no, it's the Doom Patrol. I have to go." And he's like, "Don't help them call. I hate it that I have to check my wife out like a library book." Yeah, Steve Dayton is not having it. So, so just for you know, does he die? No, he doesn't. He, does, he, he goes eats a steak and then he dies. I mean, if he is the angriest man, you know what? He might be. He might be. You guys got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just so you know, uh, so Rita was a model who was taking doing a, a photo shoot, and something terrible happened. To and her. she got like near a bunch of volcanic gases and made her stretchy. Yeah, I see that because like she kind of explains the yeah. They, well, that's every they, that's they, every episode of this. Every, uh, they all kind of explain what happened. To them, yeah. to give them powers. That's pretty much how every uh, issue of Doom Patrol feels like, is they go, you know what, if it wasn't for that volcano, yeah. or whatever, or if it wasn't for that flight I took. So she rushes in. Well, real quick, I just want to point out, so, I, so Steve Dayton is a super, um, super inventor. He's basically like Bruce Wayne, but always angry. That's Bruce Wayne. A- even angrier. Well, I don't know. Maybe it might not be the because because Bruce Wayne is probably higher. If we're talking about legit lists, Bruce Wayne is probably higher a, higher in terms of wealth and oh, anger. The, probably yes. Yeah. So and and I bet Lex Luthor is up there too. So yeah, probably. Yeah, I yeah, think that's we're how he's we're filling out this list. It's good. We really are. Uh, how is Ted Cord on the the anger? Level? Oh, Ted's pretty chill. Okay, so he's not anger, but he's probably he hasn't sure. been introduced yet. Here, he doesn't count. Oh, he's he's still in over at Charlton or whatever or oh. quality. Uh, that poor guy. Yeah. Um, but no, so what happens is, so they're married, okay. but they also adopted Beast Boy. That's a mistake. Yeah. This is, this is what goes on in this world. I here. mean, like, of all the, the kids you could adopt, doesn't Beast Boy already have parents? They died. Oh, of or something did. happened. Of course they did. Yeah. Everyone's fucking parents are dead. Okay. Well, here's the, here's the thing. This is the thing that's always confused me about Elastigirl. Why her parents are dead? Because I'm sure they are. Oh, no. No. No, but she... (laughs) Did they go through Crime Alley instead of Happiness Lane? Yes. (laughs) Elastigirl, it was an Olympic swimmer who became a model and and an actress. Right. Right? And then she became Elastigirl. Right. And she said that that made her career over. That ruined her Hollywood career. But She's, how? That's what I've never understood because apparently she all of a sudden started growing. But yeah, she but doesn't always grow. Right. She can control it. She can control growing her body. Yes. Yeah, so like she doesn't have to. She's not constantly huge. She's like, oh. So why couldn't she still work? I don't know. That's a thing. And she's well, still beautiful. It's the 60s. She's married. She has to stay home now. Well, I guess so. I mean, if, if, if anybody ruined her career, it was the fifth angriest man in the world. Well, she's going to Betty Draper this shit. <laughs> Is she going to leave garbage in the in field? Yeah, she's going to leave garbage. And they get lung cancer and, yeah. and, uh, and date Glenn? Oh, God. That was so upsetting. She's also going <laughs> to shoot birds in somebody's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Betty Draper. God, I hated Glenn. Yeah, somebody just reminded me about that. Why did so, you so remind I me the... about Glenn? I don't know. I just got... I just <laughs> God damn it, I hated Glenn Some, so much. Somebody reminded me about that, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's right. Glenn, Glenn was the worst. I was like, why is this person even on this show? <laughs> like, if I was going to rank characters on Mad Men that I hate. Ooh, it, this is a good list. It is Glenn, Harry, Pete. Really? You're putting Pete? You're putting Harry above Pete? Oh, yeah, I hate, I hate Harry way more than Pete. But Pete's worse. Yeah, but Pete knows he's worse. He's, he knows he's terrible. Hmm, Pete interesting. I thought, Pete, I thought Pete was going before Harry. No, no, no. Harry is, Harry does, is one of those guys 
who is a fucking monster, but he thinks he's a nice person. He's also quite useless. Yes. He's also very, like, he doesn't seem like he's very good at his job. Yes. He's one of those guys who's like, I'm a nice guy. I'm really cool. No, you're not. You're a fucking monster and everybody hates you. So that's why he goes above Pete because Pete, Pete's just a terrible human being, but Pete understands that he's a terrible human being and he's not trying to pass himself off as anything else besides a horrible person if Mad Men was today Perry, harry would be me doing the milady to all the liberals he would just have a he would have a, uh, a fucking fedora god he'd be a fedora motherfucker i mean i hate harry so much that any time i see uh what's his face rich summer rich summer i get angry i know and that that's sucks. not his fault because i'm like i'm sure you're a really nice that's, guy that sucks because rich summer <laughs> from, just from, from all actor. account from all accounts, because he has done, you know, he's a he is a podcast friendly man. Uh-huh. He like, likes board games. He likes. He had a he's board game podcast. He seems like a nice chap. I'm sure he's a very nice but guy. Anytime he shows up on Glow, I'm like, "Fuck you, Harry!" And I'm just like, <laughs> he, he, the is, though, he plays this very irreprehensible, ir- a reprehensible asshole on asshole Glow. On Glow, and I'm like, "Ah, fuck you, Harry!" You know, and it's like, you know, it's like, no, it's just that I'm just doing the job. I know. I feel so bad for Rich Summer. I'm like, I realize you're an actor, but my God, every time I see you, I'm just like. Oh, not you again. He's got a punchable face. He's got, he's got oh, an a, he's not that punchable face. I'm not, I'm not going to no. punch for summer, but I will say he's got he's got something about he, his He plays a very good And he just has that look where you're just like, "Ah, fuck that guy." Yeah, yeah. He's Arr. very good at that. Yeah, man. But god damn it, I still hate him. Why is he not white? Why he should he he should be a much better actor. He is a good like, actor. Much, or not bet not better, but he should be a much like uh he should be more like he should be in roles. more things. Like, he should be, like, a villain in things. And because just, people hate him. Because so. I would just be like, ah, oh, fuck that guy. I hope, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope Russell Crowe comes and kicks your ass. Whatever <laughs> this movie is I'm watching. Gladiator 2. <laughs> or whatever. Gladiator 2. Gladiator 2 starring Rich Summer as uh, Julius Caesar. I don't know. Didn't Julius Caesar die at Gladiator? No, that was a different... That was uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and he played uh, some other dipshit. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember. So Julius Caesar's still fair game for the Gladiator sequel okay, that, I, I just make sure. that, I'm, that I'm casting right now. <laughs> is he getting stabbed in the back? This yeah. is the only question I, I need to answer. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so, so, okay, so anyways, uh, so she goes and runs off to the Doom Patrol, and they're arguing with the chief, and they're like, chief, you're an asshole. Basically, you're like, chief, you're an asshole, and you're only caring about this woman. And he's like, yeah, well, if it wasn't Too for- bad. Too bad. Basically, he's like, yeah, basically, he's like, suck it. You yeah. know? <laughs> basically said suck it. He does the DX thing, says suck it. Yeah, right there. And so, um, and then, and so we, now we get a recap of like, because that's when the last girl comes in and she's like, "Wait, don't be mad at him. Remember how you came to be. Let's recap your origins and talk about how Chief, obedient. yeah, Chief fixed you." It's like Cliff, you fell from a car, and then and we put your brain, we put your brain in a robot, and then you, I don't know, you got radioactive, and now you're creepy looking. Yeah, basically the negative man. Yeah. Was a test pilot that went too high up. And Icarus himself. He Icarus. Yeah, he, he pretty much did. He Icarus himself. Lost. He, he his skin became translucent. That's why he looks like this. Mm. Even though he still got hair. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, and he became, radio, out. he became radioactive. But then Chief was like, "Hey, I'm going to wrap you in some bandages. I'm going to turn shit. you into a mummy. I'm going to turn you into a mummy, and you'll be okay." And he's like, yeah. "Fine." But you know, I mean, like those are some good bandages. I know. Anytime I use an ace bandage, it falls down. Yeah, no kidding. So, I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. Well, they're not only are they good, but they also like somehow like are so tight and perfect that they also capture all his facial features. Right, it's weird. And they're perfectly around his lips. Yeah, yeah. It's really impressive. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there are. I mean, basically, they're just arguing, and you know, she's just she's just being a dick because he's a dick. He is just being the shittiest Professor X he's wannabe. He's really terrible. <laughs> and so they leave. So so they're so like, you know what? Screw this. So Meta, yeah, Robot Man and Mega Man are like, all right, let's let's pull on some trench coats and get the fuck out of here. And then uh, Black Vulture, who I'm assuming has just been hanging out, waiting for people to get mad at this guy. He's been sitting on a branch the whole time, and nobody I mean, has noticed him for 117 issues, just waiting for people to get pissed at this guy. Well, it wasn't 117 issues. It start, I think it was like 80. It was. It started as my favorite adventure, oh, my greatest okay. adventure, and it. Yeah. However many issues, this guy's been waiting. Okay. And he's like, oh man, finally he's going to be alone, and that's when I'm going to wander in and I'm going to kick his ass. So and so, so what happens here is then. Uh, so negative. Well, no, Elastigirl. Elastigirl is like. Oh, go good. She gets mad at Madame Rouge. Well, the Madame Rouge, because the Madame Rouge, she, so she's like, look, tell my girlfriend what the deal is here and she and, and and rita is like yeah well chief is like a father figure and there's never been really like and, a mother figure in this like, oh, family but, of freaks or yeah, whatever and she's like oh well and now he they brought in the bad woman and the children are upset and she's like how dare you call them children now they start fighting and then rita threatens to like beat up this woman and then rita leaves and then well, the, no all both women leave well rita leaves and then and she's like bitches calm down right and then, and then Madame Rouge is like, hey, no man tell me what to do. Right. Don't call me a bitch. And so, so she leaves, so too. So she leaves, too. And so Chief's just sitting here like, I'm alone. I'm so sad. It's like, well, you suck. I yeah. mean, you say you, you're just a piece of shit. Yeah, you're garbage. And so he's sitting there, and then uh, the vulture guy does a little whistle, and then a, 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 an actual vulture comes through the window and starts attacking. It's kind of like that scene in Batman where the bat goes through the window, except it's a vulture. Because it's a vulture, and it's funny. Because he's like, because he's because because I would like to, I would kind of wish it really. I don't know if there's ever. Well, he's got like a battle wheelchair. Well, okay, yeah. Well, we're getting to that. So basically, he starts like, yeah, he starts, yeah, he starts shooting the. He's like, ah, shit, a vulture that's trying to attack me. Well, how about I like I shoot you with like a rocket? Yeah. And, and then the vulture's like, well, I'm gonna fuck you. I'm gonna pick you up. And the chief is like, well, I'm gonna grab your fucking neck. No, because and he, pile drive you. What he says here is like, hey, vulture, haven't you ever heard that if a man loses the <laughs> use of his legs, all of that strength that goes into his arms? Is that true? No, that is not true. I mean, unless he's like at the gym, like working on those arms, he, he doesn't just magically get super strong arms. <laughs> he's not. Is he, is he supposed to be? Uh, Was it uh, Joe Swanson from uh, Family Guy? He just like just fucking. You probably just like super buff up top. Yeah, like, but I'm like, you're not at the fucking gym doing this shit. Yeah, yeah, but he like grabs this vulture by the neck and he just like whams it like right on the ground he does a fucking iconoclasm to this fucking bird and then uh and so then uh our buddy you know the the vulture guy black vulture is like how about we shoot how about i send you a bunch of hummingbirds you know that have like, poison like, beaks yeah and uh she's like well whatever i got like a fucking gun yeah i got a, i got a mini rocket launcher with electronic tracking equipment in the back of my wheel in the back wheelchair. of my wheelchair so then the vulture comes in and he uh then there's another gun and then there's like fighting. Well so the vulture so the the vulture man the main man. Yeah. Cuz the cuz then cuz then so then Black Vulture's like Oh that's right. Cuz Black Vulture's Black Vulture's like he's like all right, you know, not enough of these enough of this bird shit. Time for the man bird to come in and he as he's saying this like and you know the now's goes of all the a bird man. 
Yeah. And he's also in the vulture's like, it's me, Black Vulture. And then the dude's like, I, what? He's like, what? Like, he's like, don't you? you remember who I am? And he's like, nope. Nah. Nope. Nah, man. Nah, man. Uh, no. Doesn't ring a bell. He's like, yeah, man, we went to high school together. He's like, no. He's like, yeah, we sat next to each other in trig class. You know, no. then I, then you know, then I met then I met you. You know, you met my girl. You, you were dating that girl, you and then you met homecoming together, junior year. You were dating that girl, and then I went to another school, but and you met me because you were friends with her. Like you guys were girlfriends. So you had a girlfriend, and she was friends with my girlfriend. And I went to another school, and I came to the bonfire, and I wasn't supposed to be there, and everybody wanted to fight me. But you were like, "Hey, man." What's your name? And then you were pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. But he's like, well, okay, once I subdue you, I'll make sure you know who I am. Right. I'll, I'll get our yearbooks. So, the, <laughs> here, let me get the yearbooks. Uh, so, uh, so then, so the chief, thankfully, has a machine gun sure. in his thing, and the machine gun jams. And uh, so now, it, instead of some, I don't know how the fuck this is. because yeah, he the has chief, a panic room, basically. Well, no, what chief, the chief's thing, not only does a panic room, but his, his wheelchair is motorized uh-huh. so that he could... Uh, get to the panic room. Get to the panic room. And, the you know, so then, uh, so just, just to kind of, I'm just going to recap this real quick. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so the... Well, so the Vulture is like, well, now he's in a panic room, so I'm just gonna start throwing bombs at this metal door in yes. this in this building. And let's just real quick, we have to talk about he blows his whistle, and then the most American thing I've ever seen oh, shows up. There you go. Yeah, it is a bald eagle <laughs> clutching bombs in its claws. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, there's a bald eagle carry carrying actual fucking yes. missiles, like it's a fucking yes. GI Joe action figure. Yes, and it's gonna do basically a bombing run. On this thing, and honestly, I feel like if our government were to see this picture, this would become our new American flag. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you'd have to like tattoo a gun on the bird somewhere. Yeah. So he like drops the bomb. Actually, this would be a good tattoo to have. You know, if you're like a marine or something, or just like into fighting. <laughs> just like if you're just fucking American as fuck. I just know? like I really love feel- America. I'm gonna drink this. Yeah. Like, Budweiser's or whatever. If you're just really intense and you're just like, man, yeah, yeah, MAGA just, hat. yeah. If, if you're if you're wearing a MAGA hat, you definitely want to get this tattoo. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so he blows up and can't get through the panic room. And then, as that's happening, Robot Man is just like walking down the street and he sees a dude crossing the street and he's like oh my god you're getting hit by a car so he like runs over and he saves the guy turns out stan lee blind stan lee, blind stan lee. but, but the robot man saves him and he's like man i should beat you oh wait you're a blind man yeah he's like i saved your life but i should like beat you senseless because you almost got hit by a car he's mad that the guy was just walking into the street and that he had to save him but then he turns out since he was disabled he's like oh oh wait and then he's like, oh, no, I've left another disabled man completely alone. <laughs> Which? Which, I mean, he's not really, I mean, he's doing okay. He's fine, man. He's got a souped up And when you left him, he was there with Rita and Madame he's good. Rouge. So why? He's good. He's fine. Yeah, don't he's worry. He's got salami in the fridge. Yeah, no, he's fine, man. He can take care of himself. Yeah. But Robot Man's like, oh, no, I better go save him. So as that's happening, Negative Man is also thinking, like, that he should go. Basically, yeah. Negative, negative, negative man gets like a has like a like a thought that Niles Calder is talking to him through a cloud. Oh yeah, like he's a lot like of cloud people in these books. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm. Dude, Batman and Superman talking through clouds. Yeah. We saw a, di- a cloud today that looked like a dick. We sure did. <laughs> there, there, we were driving home. And I said, speaking of dicks. I was like, <laughs> speaking of DPs. <laughs> Uh, there was a cloud in the, the sky. The sky got deepened. Oh, literally God. looked like a penis. What am I even it doing? Even I hope nobody ever listens to this. No one listens to this. <laughs> nobody listens to this. <laughs> Actually, we had a pretty good bunch of numbers. I feel like and we... No one we, will ever listen to it again. Yeah, yeah, no. We're, we're just trying to guarantee that nobody <laughs> listens to the show. <laughs> pretty much. This is the last show. <laughs> Every single episode we do is the last one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so basically... Yeah, yeah. So then... So then the Cliff, R- Robot Man, runs into a park... Into a public park. Make sure you knew that. Uh, public park, and he just pushes over, like, a mount... Like a... Like a a cornerstone for like a, in, near a fountain and he's and, and apparently it's got like it's like fucking zelda and there's like secret stairs in there and shit uh and he goes if anybody spots me i'll tell them i'm collecting fountains what and then he goes ugh which i'm uh, is he is he upset about his joke or is he just is he straining i think uh i you know that's a really good question maybe that was just the writer going i really ran out of time to fucking work on this ugh um so then they go into the house. That's where and uh, Robot Man is there. A negative man like sends his negative being right at him. Well, here's what's happening. Okay, I want to point this points out. So he tur- goes into the house and he apparently he turns on the closed circuit TV. Uh huh. And he sees in full color, uh, an eagle throwing bombs at a metal door, while man in a purple uh cond- or purple vulture costume watches. Right. And he's like, oh, shit, I better go stop this. So he picks up like a random statue and he's like, I'm going to go throw this at this eagle. Right. And then just as that's happening, negative man shows up and is like, hey, somebody's trying to do something in there. And, uh, you know, he, you know, they meet up and there's like, oh, we try to, you know, they realize they're they're both there. Right. And so they go down and there's like a. A fire at the door. We'll have, okay. The panic room. There's a fire. Because Vulture throws enough bombs at the door so that, that the metal out. door will open. Yeah. And then Niles Calder, who's been sitting there the whole time, instead of just going to all these fucking doors, he's just been waiting. And he's like, ah, shit, I better go now again. And he speeds away in his, his wheelchair through a door that has a bunch of fire around it. Fire right. in front of it. But he doesn't get burned. No, he doesn't get burned. But he... uh so as the the vultures gonna like come through the fire, all of a sudden like Negative Man and Robot Man show up. Yes. Robot Man throws. Oh, in the the vulture has like rocket powered boots or something. Yeah. So that happens, and then that's when Negative Woman sh- or I'm sorry, um, Elastic Girl. Pla- Elastic Girl shows up, and she's like looking through the window, and she's like, "Oh, time for me to like slap people around." She like breaks through the wall. Yeah, like she just kind of just slaps the building open. Yeah. She's like, "Ha ha, fuck this!" And then so she's inside with the rest of them, and then bats show up. Yeah, because that's the, upsetting. Well, what happens is, uh, yeah. So the yeah apparently the con the the vulture guy is also like, I also control bats. Yeah. And so this frequency is going to fuck up your head and Robot Man just explodes because he's made of like paper mache. Yeah, his head pops off. And yeah, it was not only that, like his arm falls, literally his entire body falls apart. Yeah. And they're all fucked up. And And then... then then, So then he whistles again and then out of nowhere... Yeah, none of this makes sense. Out of nowhere... An entire band of Native Americans on horseback 
appear. They uh-huh. come charging in the door. And they're like, not, they're like, literally, like, if you were going to be like, hey, I want to watch a really old Western movie. And the way Native Americans are portrayed there where they're like wearing a loincloth and like a feather and like holding an axe. That's exactly what these people are. And they just show up and you're like, wait, what? Yep. <laughs> wait, what? I had to kind of like go back because I was There's reading this no, book and I was like, it, did I skip a page? No, they just show up. They just show up. And you're like, wait a second. So the lead guy whose name I believe is White Feather mm-hmm. jumps off the back of his horse takes down this guy and then when they come to elastigirl's like i need to be racist right now oh this book gets super racist All of a sudden, it just takes a fucking left turn and now we're racist as shit yeah because <laughs> she literally walks up and she goes yes well, oh go ahead what was i gonna say first i want to point out they unmask the black vulture and he looks like uh ron howard or clint, clint howard, howard. Yeah. Look, it's 100 percent. this is clint, clint fucking howard. it's clint fucking howard it's clint howard uh and they're like oh yeah he forged a shit ton of documents so 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 have it so so okay so niles comes out from behind his firewall yeah and he's like ha motherfucker he's like oh i do remember you i do remember you you're clint howard and you're a piece of shit yeah. i was assigned to check the validity of some yeah. documents he for forged, some land. Yeah, he forged a shit ton of documents. That that uh, this Clint Howard forged some documents. Yes. So saying that he had the tribal deeds to a shit ton of land in California. Yes. Uh, so all of a sudden, this not only does it become racist, but it also becomes like the the, the plot to Superman Returns. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a land dispute. <laughs> it's a land because DC loves their land disputes. Yeah. He's like, well, he got busted for forgery, so he spent some time in jail. So that's why he's so pissed off. And it's like, but this also prevented this guy from taking White Feather's tribal land, and I'm like, which I'm assuming the government then just took, possibly because that's <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, and then she like so then that's when Elastigirl like walks up to him. Now, mind you, this guy is the most stereotypical Native American you could ever imagine in your life. Uh-huh. And she walks up and she puts her hand up, kind of like how how you know yeah. that whole shit. And she goes, "Yes, but um, how your people get them here so fast, White Feather?" And you're like, "What?" And then wait. What? To which, to which, uh, White Feather responds, "We quote, fly them here, ma'am, in my private jets." And you know, and, and, and Niles is like, "Yeah, he's my homie. He teaches aerodynamics at Caltech. Yeah, but he happens to have full tribal tribal dress and, he and horses. They they okay, and I mean, horses. We 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 didn't point this out. It wasn't they just came in like walked up a bunch of stairs. They ran upstairs to save Doom Patrol. There's like." Ten of them and on on, on horseback. Horse, on horseback. They just ran up ten flights of stairs in a fucking New York City building. I don't think on, it's New York. I think they're a different town. But, but you know what I mean. It's like a yeah. It's, it's a like metropolitan a, area. It's a metropolitan area in one of those just regular buildings. Imagine like a ten-story office building, and somebody just runs fucking ten horses up those stairs. Imagine you're at work in your office. And a bunch of fucking dudes on horseback fucking ride their things up. <laughs> and they're just, like, trying to get up. Not using the elevator, but somehow they managed to get the horses up without breaking those horses' legs. You know, because, I, I, I mean, also, I don't think horses like stairs. How did they know any of this was happening? Because Chief, I think, 
like, did he call? I think he gimmicked, yeah, something. He was like, yo, my, my, my wheelchair also can, can, can flew- my wheelchair can also, uh, quickly alert my uh, friends. My friends. I don't, I mean, maybe he, maybe but, this, but also, where exactly are they located? The Doom Patrol. I think the Doom Patrol were, lo- I mean, maybe I don't know, particularly in this episode, this issue. I believe they were in Kansas City, but that could be in the new one. Okay, well, at least if they were, but still, that's a good two and a half hour flight mm-hmm. from California in today's time. Uh huh. So. Yeah. Has this been going on for and three also, hours? But also, mind you, they flew with horses. Right. Oh, maybe it was like... A, they had to ooh, get ooh, their ooh, horses ooh, to ooh, the ooh, airport. Ooh, ooh, Maybe it was like crawl. <laughs> oh. Where they rode the horse, the Clydesdales. Oh, yeah, those like fire... fire the fire, the fire running... Fire mares. Fire mares. Fire mares. They, 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 these are fire mares. <laughs> they borrowed them from the set of crawl to get... Dude, here's the that, that's the only way I can explain it. That is the only way you can explain this. It does. It's just like, wait, <laughs> what? And so then um, they're like, well, let's all be friends. And by the way, I'm totally going to bang Madame Rouge. And they're like, okay, cool. And that's the end of this issue. Well, here's, well, they have this little thing here, which, I mean, they can't, they, this, this book cannot be vaguely racist. Or actually, it's just racist. Oh, it's flat out racist. Flat out racist. Like later, the swinging, quote, redskins leave, but there's some red faces remain. Oof. What the fuck is, I mean, like, there's. Ugh. It's like, stop with the race. They came out of nowhere. I forgot about this, they actually. They came. Because I've, I've read these before, and I'm just like, oh, man. But that's was... the thing. They came out of nowhere. It wasn't like they were in the beginning, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, my friend Whitefeather from Caltech is visiting, and he he was in, like, the first couple of Oh, panels. I don't think this guy, I don't think these no. guys ever showed up again. They just appear, and then they're gone. And you're like, uh. What? What? It makes no sense. So yeah, so he fly. You know, so basically they're all sitting around, and he's like, "Look, we all need to keep together." And if I'm the father figure around here, this is uh, Niall saying this. He's like, "You know, what I say goes." And Madame Rouge stays as long as she needs to. What do you say? And they all go, "Yes, Papa." Which yes, that's Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, oh, Daddy. Daddy. Oh, Daddy. Is this when the DP happens? <laughs> And then Ron Jeremy shows up as a as a pizza boy. Yeah, she's like he's like the two. He's like, do you mind? Let the DP commence. Yeah, pretty much. So, and uh, that's that's how this ends. It just it ends it ends with some DP. That's <laughs> it's such a weird book, man. Well, it's Doom Patrol. They are not. I mean, it was it was fine. I had no like it was fine, and then it took a left turn into racism. <laughs> And then now, and then it was like, oh, but here, here's, it's over. They're gone now. And you're like, what, what, why? Were you just like, was the writer just like sitting there being like, I got to watch Gunsmoke today. I got to finish writing this. I know Native Americans. Arnold Drake was just sitting around and it's like, oh, you know what? I forgot to do that. I forgot to be racist. Honey, did I, be, was I racist today? I better write this down. It's like, somebody tell me if I was racist against Native Americans was I ra- today. Was I the answer was no. I got to get on this. Was I, was, I, was I outwardly offensive to indigenous cultures here in our <laughs> country? Because I, you know, I just, I did it. I knew I forgot to do something. I yeah. picked up the laundry. I took my, uh, I took my, my zinc pill. Yeah. Uh, what else did I forget to do? Oh, we, that's We right. ate some sort of salad gelatin thing that's like an abomination that people 
in 40 years are going to go, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, and now it's time to be racist. <laughs> That's time. To, and, and, and horribly offensive. Now it's, time, now it's time to start making, have one of my, one of our characters talk to a Native American like he's a fucking savage. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. That's something that happened. 1968, people. 1968. Doom Patrol, number 117 from 19, February 1968. Uh, do you want to read the next issue of this? Does the next issue get weirdly racist? No, it just gets weird. All right, weird's fun. Yeah, I have no, no there, problem it, with weird. Yeah, yeah th- th- no, it gets weird. And, okay. then, and then in a few issues, they die. Okay. It's great. All right. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. This is the this is the last... Because uh, that's the thing about Doom Patrol that everybody always, you know, talks about you know is that they were you know a pop they were a an issue you know a comic book mm-hmm. you know that was became popular and then it wasn't as popular so they were like well, okay well let's just go ahead and end this but instead of just being like hey this is the last issue goodbye like they're dead they're just like oh let's kill them yeah you know and then years later they were like oh let's bring them back and you know now now they had their own tv show oh man they're so excited which hopefully will not include vague trans transgressions against horrible stereotypes of native americans. stereotypes against native americans hopefully they're not using this as source material yeah because they're like california that just means you guys look like plains indians right same thing yeah and you're like no Bro. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's another thing too. It's like, oh, the all Indians look the same. Yeah, they all. Everybody looks like Plains Indians. Fuck it. There's no difference. And you're like, wait, but what if there is? And he's like, fuck it, just draw it. <laughs> draw it. <laughs> God damn it, you draw it. What if there are a whole bunch of different cultures? Fuck you, draw. <laughs> nope. Feathers. <laughs> more feathers. More feathers. More war paint. You're My like, God, what? guys. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's that's something I was. I was reading this, and I was just like, "Wait, oh shit, wait, what?" <laughs> Anyways, that was Doom Patrol. I, I've read this entire book, so yeah. yeah it's it's it, it's interest. It's an interesting book. The yes. Doom Patrol stuff is very very weird, and everybody talks like, "Oh, it's so much like X Men." It's like, yeah, uh. but X Men like. Doom Patrol, I feel like, did not take itself nearly as seriously. No. Well, I mean, it was... Yeah. No, it did not. Well, it's a fucking robot and a guy that has no skin and a woman My who skin. stretches. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, it's similar. It's like, no, it's not. It's too fucking... It's too, it's way out there. They, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's it for the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Angry Hero Sean. And I'm at Jen Stansfield. You can find us on Facebook, Worst Collection Ever. Send us an email, worstcollectionever at gmail.com. And of course, you can also send us, leave us a rating and review if you think we deserve it. That would be really cool. We would love to get some more five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever as you get to the show. We would really appreciate your support. So thanks again for listening, folks. And we'll talk again soon. Bye.